What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. Yeah, I love just like the concept of if you eat a higher carbohydrate diet, the stuff that's in algae helps break down free radicals. So it helps reduce any sort of damage that like high carbohydrate diet could have, especially for someone in the bodybuilding community or like a high level athlete, but especially in the United States where our food has become really bad quality. It's like, there are some potentially like long-term issues with a high carbohydrate diet. There's going to be some sort of byproducts to that, but with this algae, it basically can help counteract that, which is yeah. Freaking awesome. Yeah. If you can, and I'm all about efficiency. If you tell me that there's a way that I can more efficiently utilize the nutrients that I'm consuming, like, dude, I'm all ears. I'm all about that. Catherine actually set us up with our very own discount code. So if you go to energybits.com, you can use discount code strengthpod, no space to save yourself some money on a phenomenal product. This is to, from what we understand, like the superfood, like not yeah. just a superfood, but the superfood that is extremely dense in every nutrient that your body needs and maximizes efficiency of what you're already doing. And if there's a way that we can minimize damage from, you know, our sport, from, you know, our general health, from the foods we're eating, and if we can just improve efficiency and be healthier, like, that's what we're all about. We're all about improving efficiency. We're all about getting healthier. So tune into this. I mean, this was really fascinating. And if you have the ability to, I highly recommend watching this on the YouTube because Catherine has some visual aids to explain what she's talking about. It's relatively high level. So if you guys can watch the YouTube, I highly recommend watching YouTube, but tune in. This is going to be a really interesting conversation. We'll see you guys inside. I would love to, I mean, I guess we can kind of dive right in. This is very new to me, this whole like algae. I understand the importance of alkaline, but can you tell us a little about a bit about what algae is, what it does for us? Don't worry, you are not alone. 99.9% .9 of people outside of Asia have no idea what algae is. They have no idea what it does. They have no idea why it's good for them. And that's why I do what I do. <laughs> because as you're going to find out in the next 45 minutes or an hour, it is the most important nutrient you could ever put in your body. It has science that's uh, you know so highly documented. It's crazy. Um, and it's a multi-billion dollar industry agricultural crop in Asia, uh, where 99% of it is grown and 99% of it is consumed. And by the way, the Japanese have the lowest um, cancer rates, the best longevity, the lowest obesity rates, and great skin and hair. And I attribute some of that to algae. So what is algae? Well, it is the first life on earth, uh, almost 4 billion years old. And I'm going to circle back to the importance of that uh, near the end of the uh, explanation of algae. Um, before algae, um, there was nothing that lived on earth. It was just gas and water. I have no idea what started algae growing. It was spirulina, which is what's called a cyanobacteria, um, but it released oxygen. And so after a billion years, other life forms could grow, which then started chlorella, which is the other algae we're going to talk about, and then other life forms. And then fast forward to you know 800 million years later, and humans showed up. So we have algae to thank 
for life on Earth, and it still provides 80% of the oxygen on Earth. So number one, it is everywhere. Now there's two main types of algae. One is called macroalgae, and the other one is microalgae. We're gonna be talking about microalgae here, but just to let you know what macroalgae is, it's basically seaweed. It's that mm. big stringy stuff that washes up on shore, also known as dulse or kelp, but it's called seaweed because it only appears in the sea <laughs> and it is loaded with iodine and uh, fiber. Not a lot of nutrition. You can eat an entire bag of kelp and there'd be like virtually no calories because there's virtually no nutrition, but it's still good for you because of the iodine and the fiber. And that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about microalgae which is called microalgae because it's microscopic in size. Literally a million of microalgae could fit on the head of a pin. That's how tiny these things are. And so as you're gonna find out, it is also the most nutrient dense food in the entire universe. And when you think about compiling those and concentrating those tiny you know, microorganisms into um, these tablets that, um, that we sell, they're about the size of a baby aspirin, you start to realize why there can be so much nutrition. And by the way, NASA, we have a quote from NASA that says, one gram of algae has the same nutrition as a thousand grams of fruits or vegetables. One to a thousand. And, uh, and you know, the, right now wellness is everything, uh, but the problem is that people are confused um, about how to be well, and it takes a lot of time to prepare proper meals. And the thing, one of the many reasons I like algae so much is not only is it nutrient dense, it's effortless. Every single one of these tablets has the same nutrition as an entire plate of vegetables that you didn't have to buy at the grocery store, carry home, clean, cook, or eat. This is the ultimate fast food. This will save all arguments at the dinner table with kids, with parents, with, with uh, husbands. This will save you money. This will save you time and it will save your health. And I'm gonna explain why that is possible. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. So first of all, I want you to know that algae is not a supplement. I know these little tablets look like supplements, but they're not, they're little, we call them bits because they are bits of food. Uh, and you can't show me a supplement farm, but I can show you an algae farm. This is a spirulina farm and this is a chlorella farm. Spirulina grows in long, narrow um, water. It's fresh water, by the way. Algae, as I mentioned, is everywhere. It's in the lakes, the rivers, the streams, swimming pools, aquariums. But the algae that you're consuming, the two main ones, spirulina and chlorella, are all grown in fresh water farms. Doesn't matter whether you buy it from us, from Whole Foods, from Target, ours is better. And I'll explain why later on because of the quality of the growing conditions, the lack of using high heat to dry it, to preserve the enzymes, all that sort of good stuff. But it's all from fresh water. It's called hydroponic. Uh, vegetables like tomatoes and lettuce are also grown in water. So number one, you're giving your body food not a supplement. And that's very important because uh, supplements are made from extracts and they use high heat to make them. And those extracts do not uh, exist in nature. So your body doesn't know how to absorb them. So you pee out 90% of any supplement that you're taking. But with food, especially algae, which is called concentrated, you absorb all of it. So once again, here's the, what the algae farm looks like. We dry it without high heat to preserve all the enzymes, including an important one we're going to talk about today called superoxide dismutase, which is a big mouthful, also known as SOD, which is one of the most important 
antioxidants because it, it is one of the few antioxidants that can get into the inner membrane of the mitochondria to stop free radical damage. And we'll get into that later on. I so, have a question about the uh, about the farming because that was my first thought, like, right? Like algae, think of algae and I think most people will think of like macro algae. So seaweed yeah. and that sort of thing. And so my first thought is like, Oh, great. Here's another thing that we're like ripping out of the ocean. Nope, you just you just said that it creates like 80% of oxygen, I think, on the planet. Yeah. So like my first thought when you started talking was like, well, are we then eating? Is that the same as like cutting down the rainforest, basically? But then when you're talking about farming it, is that maybe the opposite then? Like if completely the more we eat of this, are we then creating it's is it almost like planting trees in a way? I Absolutely. Guess. And saving the ocean at the same time. If you haven't seen the Netflix movie that came out last year called Sea Spiracy, which is all about the uh, commercial fishing industry destroying the ocean, please watch it because um, they talk about the overfishing that's occurring, not only for the fish, and by the way, algae has three times the amount of protein as, as fish. Because but also, whales, whales eat it, right? Every, every animal in the, in the ocean eats algae, survives on algae. Um, but so yeah, it can, it's because it's nutrient dense. But what I want you to know is that the overfishing is because of the, the fish, but also for the fish oil. And uh, where, do they, where do the fish get the fish oil from? from algae because algae is the original source of omega-3. The fish just consolidate it. So in the Netflix movie, twice they say, the way to save the oceans is to eat algae because it gives you all the protein you need and is a replacement and safer replacement than fish oil, which by the way, uh, all fish oil goes rancid by the time you buy it, vegans can't eat it. And uh, so it's a trip. It's a trifecta. You get um, something that's pure, never goes bad, saves the oceans and will is much better for you and, and for the health for your health. So do any so, companies farm it out of the ocean or do they all a grow very, it very small, like minuscule point zero zero one percent. And and um, and I don't even know why that numbered it. Ninety nine percent of algae is farmed like this. And it is 99% of it, as I mentioned, is in Asia. So that's Japan, China, Taiwan, India, Korea. Um, I'm planning, my long-term plan is to grow it here. Taiwan is where we grow ours. Taiwan is world-renowned for having the highest quality algae. A couple of things is because of the high certification regulations. Um, also the latitude, longitude of, uh, because you think algae is grown in the water, you know, it, it, maybe it's the same everywhere, but it's not. It's more like wine. Wine is, you can get Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand or Sauvignon Blanc from California or France, and they com taste completely different because of the, you know, in that case, the soil and the water and the sun. Algae is the same way. Wherever the latitude and longitude of the sun is, that affects the quality and quantity as, as well as the strains that you use um, of algae. And so Taiwan just happens to be the highest standard of and so when i drew a line from taiwan across america and bingo it's the middle of florida so when i finally have enough money to grow my algae in america and i will one day uh, that's where it will be because it will be a very similar environmental condition and we'll partner with the companies that that grow it. the companies that grow it for us now they've been doing growing algae for 50 years i, I tell people algae isn't new it's just new to you and just like 
you know, five or 10 years ago, we didn't know about chia or kiwa or matcha or collagen or, or even CBD. And it took somebody, although these were all indigenous food groups, mushrooms in other countries, it took somebody in America some time to dig through the research, explain it to people, you know, brand it, sell it. And so um, that's what I've been doing for the last 13 years. I've been going through the science of algae uh, because I, I stumbled into algae when my sister got breast cancer. She's fine now, but her oncologist told her to change her diet to an alkaline diet. And I helped her research what that was, which was plant, a plant-based diet, which eventually led me to algae. And when I re started reading the science of algae, it's like, why doesn't anybody know about this? In Asia, it's as big as the beef industry is here. That's how big it is. And you have to scratch your head and go, how can something so big, so science-based, so endorsed by the United Nations, United Nations has endorsed spirulina algae since 1974 is the answer to world hunger because it has three times the amount of protein at stake. So everybody in Japan and China and India, they know about algae, but North Americans, nothing. Yeah, so I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested to hear I'm sure Josh has a lot of questions from like the nutrition side. He's the nutrition guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I got before the answers. We, yeah, before <laughs> we get over to that, I just my last question is: Do you do you guys have like um, do you have like studies or anything like that about the environmental impact? Like, is there any sort of study that's been done about like if we create X amount of algae farms, it will reduce you know, Y amount of carbon in the air or produce, you know, uh, oxygen. Cause I think like dying oceans is like a major concern to yeah. a lot of environmentalists. So yeah. I'm just wondering like if there well, are I'm any sure studies there on are that. there, except that the problem what's happened is it's not a shortage of knowledge or science about algae. There's actually too much. And so it's taken me 13 years to go through the NIH and PubMed articles. And there's thousands of like, like it's hard to mind, get your head wrapped around a hundred thousand studies. So, so uh, I've personally read about 3,000 and there's another 97,000 to read. So, and I'm trying to document them into subcategories, but it's almost impossible. So the answer is I'm sure it's there, but it's not just the oxygen that algae, algae creates way more oxygen than the, the Amazon rainforest. So that, mm. you know, that's, that's a, you know, a fallacy, but it's also as I, you, I urge you to watch the new, the, if you're concerned about the oceans, please watch the movie, the Netflix movie, Seaspiracy, S-E-A-S-P-I-R-A-C-Y. You'll see what's going on. The poor oceans are being just ravaged to death uh, because of the demand for fish oil and protein. And we can, we can provide all of that safely in farmed conditions with algae, without touching anything in the ocean. In fact, the irony is, the, um, you know, the, there's lots of fish farms, but, uh, you know, fish farms are aggregated groups. They have um, netting uh, where they grow the fish, usually just slightly offshore somewhere. Um, but a lot of countries have been banning them because the fish poop is acidic and it kills whatever's in the water. It kills the water. It kills the vegetation in the water because there's so concentrated amount of fish and all them pooping. And then it kills all the vegetation on shore. So you know what they've been doing? Feeding the fish algae. Algae is alkaline. 
problem solved. They've, they same thing with cattle. The, the cattle have been blamed for, you know, 10% of the ozone deterioration because they fart and their farts have um, methane in them. And, the, and the, you know why they're having farts? Because they feed them frigging corn. Yeah, corn, yeah, sugar, acidic, just straight sugar. Right? Yeah. So they started, there's tests, I have tests, you know, documents where they fed the, al the livestock algae. Problem solved. Wow. Farts mm. stopped. So when I tell you that this stuff is going to save the world in so many ways, I mean, it just, I, I could talk for 20, 48 hours and not even circle back on the second subject matter. It's being used for energy. It's being used for um, livestock feed. It's being used for mental health. It's being used for protein. It's being used for environmental issues. Um, but so you know, I have a question on the protein. Yeah. Yeah, All let's right. let's uh, My, so we've got that it it's gonna say we can we can save the planet with algae. It's gonna stop cows from producing so much methane, fish from destroying the plant, you know, you can feed farmed fish with it and you can do it. Yeah, let's talk about like the nutritional aspect of it. Yeah, I've got some questions on the nutritional aspect. So yeah, there's well, an I optimal dose of everything. <laughs> what are the optimal doses for algae and how much can you consume safely? Well, there's no upper limit. I personally take about 100, 150 of these tablets every day. Um, I'm not recommending that. We generally recommend starting people at 10 tablets a day. But um, the, the quantity varies from person to person. And here's why. It depends on what you're doing and what your, what your body build is and what your health condition is. Because if you have a health condition, whether it's uh, heart issue, diabetes, um, skin issues, it doesn't matter what inflammation, uh, you need more to correct the condition that you have. Um, but first of all, algae is the most, as I mentioned, the most nutrient dense food in the world. It's got 40 vitamins and minerals. And you were asking about the protein. So it has 18 of the 20 aminos, including the nine that your body cannot make. So it's a complete protein. Um, it has more protein in it has more collagen, literally, than collagen powder, which by the collagen powder is not a complete protein, it's yeah. missing tryptophan. So, but here's the cool thing about the protein in algae. It's already in amino acid form. When you eat animal protein, it can take up to two or three days for your body to break it down into aminos. And very often, if you don't have the factors and cofactors, you end up absorbing in you know, maybe just 10%. So 50 grams of chicken, uh, would maybe equal, would quite easily equal the 30, the, uh, five, would turn into five grams of aminos, which is exactly what you get from 30 tablets of the spirulina. We sell um, the tablets in small pouches. We sell them in large bags, but a pouch has 30 tablets. Now, when we first started, the, when I first started the company, uh, we had some, we got noticed by the running community, runners, then triathletes, cyclists. Um, and uh, then we got picked up by Olympic athletes, Olympic teams. We had so many Olympic teams using our products. I sent two of my team over to Sochi during the Winter Olympics. But the point is we were working with elite athletes and for them to feel benefits from the spirulina, because I do need to go through and explain the differences between the two algae, because they are quite different. Spirulina is an energizing algae, uh, both at the cellular level, mitochondrial level, as well as the mental and your physical. And chlorella is a recovery, that's why we call it recovery bits, is a recovery and wellness algae. 
But what I wanted you to know is because we were working with these elite athletes, they weren't feeling the energy from the spirulina until we got them to take 30 at a time. And same with the chlorella. Chlorella pulls out toxins, including lactic acid. And until we got to 30, they weren't feeling those benefits. So we created pouches of 30 tablets starting like 10 years ago after working with all these elite athletes. But we now work mostly with consumers. And uh, the athletes still take their 30 before a marathon or, you know, to do anything. Um, by the way, there's zero carbs, zero sugar. They're great for intermittent fasting. They don't interfere with, they don't um, interrupt the fast. But the average consumer, if um, who is getting, who is very nutrient deprived, if they took five or 10 tablets, um, that's a, probably a good starting point for them. Uh, 10 would be better. 20 would be even better. You could have a, you could have 20 or 30 as a lunch, there's only one calorie per tablet. Uh, and you would get, if you took 30, you would get five grams of protein, which are 99% bioavailable. All of your nutritional needs met. You could live on spirulina or chlorella forever. They, in fact, the nutrient profile of mother's breast milk is virtually identical to the amino acid profile of spirulina. And I'm the one that discovered that. So, so depending on your needs, you can take five or 10. If you just want wellness benefits, you know, 10 a day would work um, uh, or nutritional, you know, nourishment, nourishment would be um, what you would get from spirulina and, you know, wellness benefits would be from chlorella. But if you are correcting a condition, you need double or triple that. Um, so if you, you know, truly want to get some benefits now, uh, and, and I'll tell you, um, we've had lots of lab tests. We've had, um, you know, I don't know if you know Dr. Dominique D'Agostino. He's very big in the keto community. He's also a, a NASA scientist, and he goes on their NASA, their NEMO missions, which are submarine missions. To try, and he always takes our algae with him, and they get blood tests done every day when they're down there. And he confirmed that his inflammation levels are the lowest ever when they're when he's taking this algae, and so many health issues are based on inflammation. And proof of that is I actually have a hip issue going on. So I had some blood work recently done and it came back, uh, my C creative, my um, the CR C creative pro C was so low, it didn't almost register. <laughs> I thought, how could I possibly have a hip issue? I'm Cause I'm chowing down so much algae, but sure enough, I thought, they, because they thought maybe I had this other inflammatory condition. There is zero inflammation in my body. And I attribute it to taking this every day. And I have taken this every day for 12 years. Um, by the way, I'm almost 66. So um, I'm also a, the sort of the, the face of algae, proof of what can happen when you take algae. It, it, the antioxidant benefits are off the charts. Um, and hopefully I'll get through my presentation because I do want you to see um, some of the amazing nutritional benefits that heal both the, uh, the body, but more importantly, the mitochondria, because that's where the rubber hits the road. Keeping your mitochondria healthy is where is critical for all health issues. So do you, Catherine, do you only eat these algae tablets? Oh no, I eat regular food. Okay. Absolutely. You said you yeah. said you can have this for your lunch. And my first thought was, oh boy, uh, are we just replacing meals with these tablets? This is to supplement your diet. 
Yeah. And okay. this, because it's so nutrient dense and because it's so bioavailable, um, you, if you took at least 10 a day, you can eliminate almost all of your other supplements. So you can eliminate a fish oil, a multivitamin, a CoQ10, uh, a biotin, um, potassium, magnesium. So it saves you a lot of money um, and it saves you a lot of time. And all those things, you know, everybody I know has anywhere from five to 20 supplements they're taking every day and they all expire at different times. They run out at different times um, and they don't, they don't work synergistically. You have to remember all the nutrients in here are in, are from food. And so they work, I'd say it's the difference between listening to an orchestra or a soloist. You know, when you take individual nutrients, you're, it's like listening to a soloist. When you get all your nutrients from something that's already pre-combined by mother nature, it, it works synergistically. And one thing helps facilitate the absorption of another. Just as an example, I've been doing some recent research on melatonin. Let me tell you, melatonin is going to be the next big thing. And in fact, I just finished reading this book. I'd urge you to read it, Melatonin by John Lurians. He calls it the miracle molecule for good reason. It does way more than help you with your circadian rhythm and sleep. It has amazing antioxidant powers and it's made and used by all of your mitochondria throughout your entire body, not just the pineal gland. They found that in fact, there's 400 times more melatonin in your gut than in your pineal gland. This explains to me why people have such great results if they have gut issues when they take our algae. Why? I did some lab tests recently and found out algae has the highest concentration of melatonin in the world. It has 28,000 times more melatonin than tart cherry juice, which uh, athletes often take after a workout because of the uh, it reduces inflammation. This has 28,000 times more. It's crazy what this stuff does. So um, I'm writing a paper on melatonin now because it's unbelievable what 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 it's doing, and who knew that <laughs> we had the highest concentration in in spirulina? Now, I can't say it's in everybody's spirulina, but it's certainly in ours. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is this is the ultimate superfood, is what you're saying. Not only is it a superfood, I call it nutritional insurance because you get everything that your body, your mitochondria, your brain, your gut need to opt to um, perform optimally. And then everything else that you eat throughout the day is bonus. You eat it for um, social reasons, you eat it for taste reasons, but you do not have to eat it for nutritional needs. Our soils are so damaged that, you know, even if you eat vegetables, there's hardly any nutrition in, in it anymore. You know, I, I, you know I, I love arugula, but my arugula goes yellow after about day three. Why? Because the virtually no chlorophyll in it anymore. Algae has 500 times more chlorophyll than liquid chlorophyll, than, than arugula. So, and also algae never goes bad. We have to put an expiry date on it. Uh, it's usually two or three years, but it never goes bad. It also never dies when it's growing. All other crops, when the growing conditions deteriorate, no sun, no rain, just die, right? Tomatoes, corn, doesn't matter. Not algae. Mm -hmm it will go dormant indefinitely until the growing conditions return and then we'll start growing again. So, Easy, right? so yeah, I, I love the micronutrient benefits that we're talking about here. And we're specifically, when you're talking about nutrients, I imagine you're talking about micronutrients because we still need a caloric intake. Like we still need caloric energy. So that's a, that's old school. 
where does energy come from? Energy comes from ATP. And ATP is generated by your mitochondria. Your energy comes when your ATP is being produced efficiently, has nothing to do with calories, nothing. This is why I, when I first started, I used to, I used to speak at triathlon uh, clubs because I was, we had so many athletes and they would literally heckle me because I would tell them there's one calorie in each tablet. And they would say, well, how can I get energy if there's only one calorie per tablet? Energy has nothing to do with calories. Energy has everything to, to do with mitochondria and ATP production. So the key is to ensure you get maximum ATP production. And the way to do that is to protect your mitochondria. The problem is they get damaged. Your mitochondria DNA get damaged during the process of ATP production because the mitochondria DNA are located exactly where the ATP is produced and we're exactly where free radicals are produced. And the free radicals fry your mitochondria DNA. So they get damaged, so they, there's less of them and they produce ATP less efficiently. And you know, maybe you know, I, I do have a fairly substantial presentation I wanted to walk you through that would help you understand and link together the nutrient profile of, of, of uh, and the nutrients and what they do in your Let's body. And the, and the key part is mitochondria. Because when I explain to you how mitochondria work, it will all make sense. It will let's, all. Yeah, let's do that because okay. because I'm from the understanding and I, I may not be educated on, you know, the creation of ATP as you were about to explain it. But I'm from the understanding that ATP is a result of carbohydrates and glucose, potentially even fats if we use utilize the Krebs cycle. So I'm ex, I'm I'm interested in learning more about how we can create ATP without those macronutrients. Well, I'm not saying without them, but you need to do it efficiently in a way that doesn't damage the mitochondria. And in fact, um, there's some science that shows that if you have chlorophyll, and of course, algae has the highest chlorophyll, and you expose your body to red light, either red light therapy or sunlight, it generates ATP with zero free radicals. But um, anyway. but you still, so we're, we're not saying that like you, because if somebody ate 30 calories a day, they would die. That's a... I mean, eventually you would yeah. die, right? <laughs> if you're burning more than 30 calories a day and all you're consuming is 30 calories a day, like we can't like say that that's. Healthy. Oh, I'm not, I'm not recommending. So you're saying people, this is either way, this no. is in addition to like the normal, like food that you would eat. Well, to, like make it, you're making it more efficient, the creative creation of ATP. Well, I'm making it efficient and I'm making the, um, I'm preserving someone's health by preserving their mitochondria. Uh, fasting uh, and intermittent fasting are very important for health. Definitely. And you get into yeah. autophagy and you, and you get into mitophagy, which is the cleaning up of the damaged mitochondria. Autophagy is the cleaning up and dis destruction and elimination of damaged cells. And you can get into sentient cells, which are hanging around and using up space and using up energy. So. So not eating is actually a very good um, process to engage in on a regular basis. It could be intermittent. It could be once a week, could be once a month, once a year. But whenever you do it, it's very beneficial. So um, I have to endorse fasting in a big way because I've seen the science. I've seen what it does. 
Um, and it also creates, it, it, you don't get any free radicals or virtually none when you are fasting. So, um, so anyways. Yeah, let well, me, yeah, let's check out your uh, your presentation on well, how it Well, works. and I already mentioned that, you know, one tablet gives you the same nutrition as an entire plate of vegetables. Uh, and we call them bits because they are bits of nutrition. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, there's two algae we're gonna, the, the microalgae I want you to understand. One is spirulina, um, which has the highest concentration of, protein in the world and also the highest concentration of superoxide dismutase in the world, highest concentration of melatonin in the world, and chlorella, which has the highest chlorophyll in the world, but they behave completely differently. Spirulina is very energizing and chlorella is very um, cleansing and um, uh, pulls out toxins. So spirulina is a blue-green algae. It's called the blue-green algae because it has two pigments. A blue one is called phycocyanin, which has lots of healing properties. We probably don't have time to go through today, but um, and it also has chlorophyll. The green algae, which is chlorella, only has chlorophyll, and chlorophyll is very cleansing, as we're going to talk about it in a minute. But I do want you to see these pigments have completely different profiles. The blue one um, is a water-based pigment, and I did this test probably 20 times. The blue disperses evenly through the water, whereas chlorella, it clumped. And then, then I realized it's because the blue pigment is a water-based pigment and chlorophyll is a fat-based pigment. And why is that important? Because the blue pigment in spirulina has properties that, ben that um, benefit water-based attributes like your plasma, and it also stops the growth of blood vessels to tumors called anti-angiogenesis. Whereas chlorophyll, because it's a fat-based pigment, heals your cell walls. Because we know that your cell walls are um, fat-based and you need healthy fats like vitamin E, but chlorophyll is also one of them. Now I mentioned earlier that spirulina and, and chlorella both have the highest amount of protein in the world. Here's animal protein, it's all bound up, takes sometimes days to get absorbed. Then you have collagen, the protein is in smaller clusters called peptides. And then you have algae, which are individual aminos. This is one of the reasons why the aminos are so efficiently absorbed because there's, they're already in individual um, uh, aminos. Then you have something called superoxide dismutase. There's a lot of science going on about this. This is an, an antioxidant. Uh, it's actually an enzyme that um, can get into the inner membrane of the mitochondria. I'm going to talk to you about that inner membrane in a minute. Your body generates superoxidismutase, but it deteriorates and decreases as you get older. Uh, and this is found to be one of the most important um, antioxidants to stop the free radical damage in the mitochondria. The most powerful damaging free radical is called superoxide. So this enzyme, superoxide dismutase, um, is the most protective way to preserve your mitochondria. But just with the chlorophyll, I want you to see why chlorophyll is so important. In addition to being fat-based, it's virtually identical to the chemical composition of your blood. This is your hemoglobin, and it has iron in the middle, which carries oxygen, and chlorophyll has magnesium. Otherwise, they are identical. This is why for centuries, they have given the injured liquid chlorophyll and they would heal just as fast, even as recently as World War II, when they ran out of blood transfusions, they would give them liquid chlorophyll. Chlorophyll builds your blood. And when you have chlorophyll, then you're gonna have healthier blood, which means you have healthy organs and healthier body. 
But let's get to the mitochondria. So we all know, or most people know, or maybe they don't, that mitochondria, which are these, they're called organelles. They're in, your, in all of your cells. They are known for generating ATP, which is what is the cellular energy. It, cell, it energizes your heart rate, your thinking, your digestion. Every single thing in your body is generated and functions because of ATP that are produced by the mitochondria. Now, in case you're thinking, well, how important can that be? Let me tell you where the mitochondria are located. The highest, they're located in all of your cells, number one. The highest concentration of them are in the parts of your body that have high energy needs. The highest one is your brain. There are 2 million mitochondria per cell in your brain. Think about that, 2 million. That's crazy. And the next highest actually is women's eggs. And there are 600,000 mitochondria per cell in women's eggs. And the next highest is your heart and muscles where there are five to 7,000 mitochondria per cell. They're realizing that Alzheimer's is a mitochondria disease. Heart disease is a mitochondria disease. Everything comes back to mitochondria. Now there's about um, uh, 25,000 DNA in your body, but your, and your mitochondria have their own DNA, but there's only 37 of them. And you think how important can 37 DNA, mitochondria DNA be? Well, turns out those 37 control all the other mitochondria. They control all cell communication. So your mitochondria DNA run the show. So protecting them is essential for ATP production, longevity, health, and everything. But let me explain to you what's going on and why your mitochondria and your mitochondria DNA are the answer to everything. Answer to energy, answer to everything. Here's your cell, okay? Inside your cell, you have your DNA and you have these little peanut-shaped things, which are my, your mitochondria. Now, remember, there's 2 million of these per cell in your brain. It's crazy. Anyways, in the mitochondria over here, which has two membranes, and I'll get to that in a minute. Inside the inner membrane is where your ATP is produced. But guess what? That's also where your mitochondria DNA are located. And when, your when you have ATP being produced, it releases free radicals. Now, if you've ever sat close to a fire, bonfire, fireplace, you got too close, sparks would fly, right? And it could burn you. It's exactly what's happening to the mitochondria DNA. They are ringside where the ATP and free radicals are being produced, so they get fried every single nanosecond. That's why your DNA over here, which is nowhere near where the, the ATP is produced, its lifetime is your lifetime. Your, your DNA lasts a lifetime. Your mitochondria DNA average lifespan is 10 to 30 days because they're constantly getting damaged. And when they get damaged, they send wrong signals, they die. And, and I, 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 connect, I relate the mitochondria DNA to the equivalent of an air traffic controller. Air traffic controllers control everything at the airport. And if they're not on, on point, planes crash, right? 
Well, when your mitochondria get damaged, your health crashes because they're sending wrong signals. In, there's more um, damage, there's more death of your mitochondria and because the mitochondria create ATP. When there's fewer of them, you have less energy. When they're not producing ATP efficiently, then that's when you get inflammation. That's when you get fatigue. So the, the trick is to reduce the free radical damage. So here's a bigger picture of the mitochondria. Again, inside the second membrane, and I'll get to that in a minute, is where your DNA are located for your mitochondria and the ATP. So, so they're always getting damaged so that you need to find a way to reduce the damage of the free radicals. Now there's two ways you can do that. Well, first of all, I wanna show you this. When, when you have free radicals being released, it's like, it's like exhaust and they damage the mitochondria. They exhaust your mitochondria. Now there's two ways you can reduce the free radical damage. One is to reduce the number of free radicals. How do you do that? Well, there's two ways. You can either fast, you can know, first one is a keto diet because fats release fewer free radicals. Here's a carb diet, here's a keto diet. And even better is fasting or algae which release virtually no free radicals. So that's number one technique. Fast or adopt a keto diet or at least a low carb diet. So there'll be fewer free radicals released during the process in the electron transport chain. The second option is to remove the free radicals. First one was reduce them. The second one is to remove them. But here's the problem. Remember I said there's uh, two membranes on your mitochondria. It's the only cell structure in your entire body that has two membranes. And I'll, I'll tell you in a minute why there's two. But, so that inner membrane is like the, it's like the ICE unit. Nothing can get in there. Not vitamin C, not vitamin, none of your traditional antioxidants can get in there to stop the free radical damage, except one called superoxidismutase, another one called melatonin, glutathione and chlorophyll. Those are the only antioxidants that can get in there, especially superoxide dismutase. And what does superoxide dismutase do? It takes the free radicals and turns them into harmless water. So now you're, there's no damage of your free radicals because they don't exist anymore. So superoxide dismutase literally is like the fire department. It puts out the fire of the free radicals. The problem is, as you get older, you have fewer and fewer and virtually no superoxide dismutase being produced. So when you need it the most is when you have the least. This is why the scientific community and longevity community have been hot on the trail of doing research on superoxide dismutase, trying to find supplements that do it. But the irony is, and we've done tests Spirulina has the highest concentration of superoxidismutase in the world. And I've got lab tests to prove that. But the problem is, so, so we go, well, why don't we find, buy, get somebody else's cheaper spirulina? Superoxidismutase is an enzyme and virtually everybody else uses high heat to dry their algae. Why? Because they are lower priced, higher volume um, algae suppliers. So they need to get to market quickly. So they use high heat. And when I started the company, I didn't know about superoxide dismutase, but I knew about enzymes. So we've never used high heat. So all of our superoxide dismutase is intact and can go to work 
to get into the mitochondria to stop the free radical damage. The other option you would have would be frozen spirulina, because again, it is not, um, it is a raw food. And so it, they don't use heat, heat, but frozen spirulina is hard to get and it's expensive and expires quickly and it's messy and all that sort of stuff. So, so superoxide dismutase is critical for your mit your mitochondria health. So this, I, I, I like, I like where you're going here. This makes sense to me. Obviously, you know, we have ADP floating around the bloodstream. It connects to a third phosphate. That phosphate bond breaks, produces energy via ATP, and that free radical can damage the mitochondria. And now from my perspective as a bodybuilder, I'm not going to give up carbohydrates. I'm going to continue to utilize carbohydrates for my sport, for my performance. But what you're saying is that I can minimize the damage being done by consuming carbohydrates to generate ATP if I supplement with something with high superoxide dismutase like spirulina, yes. like this product. Yes. That I and like. I, Is it I, almost kind I, of how like, you know, if you're five, like this might be, this might be stu a stupid question, but. No, there are no uh, stupid for, questions. <laughs> from, from my understanding, kind of um, the reason why fruit isn't necessarily as inflammatory or bad for you, quote unquote bad for like the average person as like, you know, uh, high processed sugar is because there's fiber in it. And there's something about the fiber and the sugar together that, that um, like make it less. Well, the fiber slows down the um, absorption of the sugar. So you have but, less but insulin spikes. From a very so layman less... term, it's kind of like that, right? Like if you are eating like carbohydrates, work if together. you have this other, yeah, if you have this yeah. other thing, it's it, you're like you're saying, it's the fireman with the hose. It's reducing the amount of damage that's being caused by this thing. So it's probably yeah. really good for athletes, especially like in the bodybuilding community yeah. who, 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 eat uh, who like are using hundred grams of carbs a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that's why I'm giving people options. You, know, you can either reduce your carbs um, or, and, or you can supplement it with something like spirulina and chlorella that have the oh, antioxidant that can get into the inner membrane of the mitochondria. Because as an athlete, you know, that, you you got your building muscle. Well, your muscles are the third highest concentration of mitochondria. And so for the endurance part of your performance, you want as much energy as possible. And you'll get that if you preserve your mitochondria. And the way to preserve them is to stop the free radical damage. And you can do that with antioxidants, superoxide dismutase, melatonin, and chlorophyll. And so, and uh, you know, it, I, 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 the reason why I, I've learned so much about algae is because our stuff works so well. And I had to know why. I'm probably the only person that's gone, and I've got more stuff to tell you, like I got the best part coming up in a minute. Um, I had to know why, and now I know why, because the energy, like I said, I used to get heckled when I told people there was one calorie per tablet. And the true energy comes from ATP production. So if you know how to create more and better ATP production, you're gonna have more energy because there's efficiency. less waste. It's efficiency, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. And this is, what, this is what we're all about. I mean, in my coaching business, we pay attention to much more than just caloric intake, macronutrients and training. We know that all of these small physiological processes matter and some people can't get yeah. results because they're not putting their health first. Their body's not in a position where it is able to utilize nutrients effectively. And a lot of what we're talking about today. So if you're telling me that I can keep doing what I'm doing and I yes. can supplement with algae and other things that will help 
increase the efficiency of what I'm already doing without changing anything else, I'm on board. I like this. Yes. Well, and and I, and not to you know negate supplements, um, but what they find, especially with superoxidismatase and melatonin, and again, I have research on this, is that they get degraded in the stomach, and so virtually none of it gets to the mitochondria, but spirulina does, and here's mm. why: spirulina is a bacteria; it has no cellulose wall. So there is nothing for your body to break down and it is literally absorbed instantly. It literally bypasses digestion. Chlorella takes a little longer, but it's still the same thing. All the aminos, all the melatonin, all the chlorophyll gets instantly absorbed. So it's the most efficient uh, way to preserve your mitochondria and the most concentrated. I mean, you can't beat it. It's got the most and it's got the best absorption rate. Uh, and that that's the magic combination. It's not just what you put in your body. It's what you absorb. And so because and if you most people, I will admit, do swallow spirulina because it's a very chewy uh, green flavor. There's no I, there's no harm in in, you know, in in swallowing it. You get a, a faster absorption if you do chew it. I'm one of the few people that chew it. Uh, chlorella, fortunately, it's the green, lighter green one tastes pretty good when you mix it with macadamia nuts or pistachios. So again, you get that sublingual absorption rate. So you get access to all the nutrients faster. Uh, so for your bodybuilding community, I would urge them to take 20 or maybe even 30 of the spirulina tablets before a workout that will, and I promise you, and we'll send you some product. I promise you they will have they will lift more, lift longer, run further, run faster, and not even notice it. Um, and on the other hand, if you're just sitting on the sofa, that's okay too. You can take less, but you'll have your again, your mitochondria will be performing better. So um, whatever's going on at a metabolic level is just happening better. It's mm -hmm. just more efficiency. Yeah. And who doesn't want that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, for the athletes, because we have a lot of athletes and coaches that listen to this podcast. What is the best time of day for us to be taking this? I know you mentioned pre-workout, which makes a lot of sense to me. And the absorption rate is very fast. So I imagine yes. you would take it before athletic endeavors. Five, 10 minutes before. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we have a lot of people that take it in the morning. Like, think about it. Mm -hmm. When do you want energy? You, yeah. And when are you hungry? All the time. In the, <laughs> yeah. in, the morning, yeah. in the morning, in the afternoon, four o'clock, uh, but definitely before a workout. So um, because there's zero carbs, uh, it does not um, uh, create, it does not decrease your ketones or increase your glucose. It's great for diabetics. It's great for pets. It's great for anybody. Um, so anytime, but especially in the morning, afternoon, and definitely before a workout, uh, you'll get, um, you'll hit your peak absorption within 15 mm -hmm. minutes. So, and it's steady energy. You're not going to feel there's no caffeine. There's no sugar. It's not a stimulant. So you almost don't even notice it, but what you will notice is that you aren't hungry your attention is much better. Uh, you have more energy. The way I describe it is you just feel fresh. You feel like mm -hmm. you just had a great night's sleep. You're just ready. That's it. That's, a, that's all that you'll feel. You'll just feel ready. Um, and it will be like that every single time. You don't have to take five tablets one day and 10 the next and 20 the next and 30 the next. It's, it's 
take 10 or 20, whatever you, but if you're doing workouts, 20 or, or 30 um, is, is better, but, you know, work with your own body. If, if you're getting what you need from five, stay with five. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the energy, that's the spirulina, which again, we call energy bits morning, afternoon. I mean, you could take it at night too, if you wanted, but definitely be as a pre-workout. And then the chlorella, um, Definitely take it after your workout because it will pull out toxins, including lactic acid. So you'll have a, a better and faster recovery. And we and you can take it any time of day you want. It won't satisfy your hunger like spirulina. It won't give you energy like spirulina, but it will, it's still really great to take. But definitely take it before bed. And here's why. Your body goes through a detox and cleanse and repair cycle mm -hmm. when you're sleeping. And so if you have chlorella in your body while you're sleeping, you're going to get a better repair, a better detox. It pulls out what, you know, toxins, your body, your brain even has its own, it's called the glymphatic system. It's like a clean cleansing and your brain will shrink a little bit when you're in deep sleep so that that cleansing can occur and pull out things like aluminum. It stimulates peristalsis, which is a bowel movement. You want to get rid of stuff. Uh, it has K2 in it, which pulls out excess calcium and moves it into your bones. It has the highest RNA and DNA in the world. Um, it's really terrific as a cleansing algae. And also, as I started alluded to earlier, I don't have my, uh, my presentation materials made yet. It's so new. Spirulina and chlorella have the highest melatonin in the world. Now, historically, uh, people thought melatonin was just to help with sleep, but it turns out it is a powerful antioxidant that um, protects your mitochondria, uh, protects your gut, and, and still helps you with your sleep, but it will not make you sleepy if you take it during the daytime. It's only triggering sleep but when there's darkness. So, I mean, spirulina has the highest melatonin in the world. People have been taking it for 12, 13 years, or you know, actually hundreds of years, and they never get sleepy during the day. They, it's energizing. It's energizing at the metabolic level. So this is proof that the high melatonin does not make you sleepy during the day, but it still has all that protection and will stop that free radical damage, just like the superoxide dismutase. So that was, and I've got lab tests to prove we have the highest concentration of it. So it's really cool. And chlorella has almost has almost as much melatonin as, as the spirulina. So both of them, um, spirulina in the morning, chlorella at night for sure. And any other time you want, um, chlorella does take about an hour to get fully absorbed because it does have a hard cell wall. Um, and that hard cells would attach just to toxins. And spirulina is seconds absorption in your, if you chew it and uh, minutes if you uh, um, swallow it, which most people do, or you can, you know, grind it up and put it in a smoothie. So, um, but I want to tell you now why there's two membranes on the, on the mitochondria, because this is, this is pretty freaky stuff. You can't make this stuff up. It's all science-based. And I flipped out when I read about it. Remember I said mitochondria, the spirulina was the first life on earth almost 4 billion years ago. Well, spirulina is what's called the cyanobacteria. So here's that little single cell um, uh, that just showed up. Who knows? Nobody knows why. And it generated ATP and it was an anaerobic cell. And after about a billion years, there was so much oxygen on earth that because it's an anaerobic cell, it wasn't doing so well. And for whatever reason, the larger cells could start um, started showing up and they were aerobic, but they didn't generate ATP so well. So the big cell engulfed the little cell. 
and basically said, hey, you know, I'm not going to swallow you because you're doing such a good job generating ATP and we're going to protect you from the oxygen. The way I tell people is like, hey, if you have a friend who gets kicked out of their apartment and they say, hey, can I come and stay with you? And you go, oh, well, fine. And then they do your grocery <laughs> shopping. They, they do make your bed. They clean up your groceries and you go, stay, stay forever. <laughs> exactly what happened with the little cyanobacteria that got engulfed by the big cell and stayed. And guess what? it turned into mitochondria. This is all proven in plant biology and evolutionary biology. It's called endosymbiotic theory. So when you give your body spirulina, you are literally feeding itself itself. That's why spirulina has everything that your mitochondria need because they're from the same family. And this is why there are two cell membranes on mitochondria. The original one was when it was all by itself out here. That's the inner membrane. And then when it was engulfed, the big cell put a second membrane around it, like it has, like your body has all other membranes. And your all other membranes have things called porins. They're little channels that allow antioxidants and proteins in and out. But because the original membrane from when it was by itself is out here, it doesn't have any of those porins. That's why none of the traditional antioxidants can get in, except the ones that are from spirulina itself. They are the only things that can get into that inner membrane. Ta-da! That is fascinating. Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, Great. I thought I'd won the Nobel Prize when I discovered that because <laughs> evolution <this> is phenomenal. <laughs> unbelievable. And this then this was discovered 50 years ago by a scientist at MIT. She was ridiculed for 10 years. And then all the other scientists finally said, you know what? She's right. And you go into the NIH library and anything that talks about mitochondria reference this. This is pretty much accepted fact but nobody has connected the dots like i had because i about spirulina because i'm i'm an algae expert and this is why no antioxidants can get in there except the ones that are in spirulina because it came from the same place I love that. this, this is fascinating evolution is phenomenal I, I love learning about it and this is i've learned a lot during this episode and I definitely want to continue to learn more about algae. Where can we learn more yes. about algae? Where can we find your information? And yes. where can we access this product that you have? Because you bet, you know, like I, I understand the importance of the process in creating these type of supplements. And, you know, your non heat based approach makes a lot of sense to me. So, you know, for, for those listening, don't just go buy any supplement or any yeah. product. Like we have to understand, does it actually have what it says the label has on it? Does it actually, is it actually being produced in a way that preserves what it says is in the bottle? And it right. sounds like you're doing that. Yes. And we don't sell through retail. We only sell on our website and also through hundreds of doctors nationwide, biohacking clinics, cryotherapy clinics, uh, cryo, um, chiropractors, functional medicine. And because of that, that's why they love us because of the quality, but also because I provide the science mm -hmm. and we do third party lab tests. So they yep. know exactly that what we said is in there is in there and there are no toxins. And I'm the only company I'm aware of 
that does the third party lab testing here in America. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so anyways, come to our website, energybits.com, E-N-E-R-G-Y, B-I-T-S. Um, and we do have a discount code. Sell all the products. You can buy them in large bags. There's a tablet in a bag. And by the way, I don't want people to have sticker shock. A bag is normally $125, but with your discount code, it brings it down. The discount code is strength pod, all one word, no space between the two of them. Yeah, strength we'll, we'll, pod. we'll put that in the show notes too, yeah. but we have a, we have a discount code for you. Excellent. But I want you to know, we use that quote from NASA that says one gram of algae has the same nutrition as a thousand grams of fruits and vegetables. So based on the weight of our bag and the thousand tablets, each bag has the same nutrition as 551 pounds of vegetables. <laughs> now, now, I'm not saying you don't have to eat vegetables, but if you don't like vegetables and you just want to make sure you're getting, this is what I call efficient nutrition. You know, that's probably about 40 grocery carts of vegetables, <laughs> but this is, that never goes bad. I promise you it never goes bad and it will make your um, life easier and it will pre- preserve your your, your, your mitochondria, your energy, everything will get better. I absolutely promise you, but we're also active on social media, energy bits as the handle for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, but energybits.com. We do a great blog every month that I co-write. Um, and it gives you all sort always, we always reference science. We never say anything that we don't have science to back it up. So uh, we'll send you a bunch of links, you guys, that you can uh, send to your team, as well as information about why it's so good for sports and athletes. But StrengthPod is your discount code. And it's, um, you know, this is the spirulina. This is the one with the high protein and the high um, SOD, which protects your mitochondria. And this is the chlorella is the um, recovery bits is the chlorella with the high chlorophyll, also good for your mitochondria and um, preserving your health and helping you recover faster from workouts. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. <laughs> I, I love it. This has been phenomenal. It's been a great conversation. Uh, I've learned a lot from you today and I, I'm very interested in trying these. So I'm, I, I would yeah. love to try them. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, we have Travis's address. So if, um, if you can email us, um, your address, uh, tra- um, uh, Josh, we'll get, we'll get both of you some product, uh, cool. this week. And, uh, Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, it's nothing like trying it and, and experiencing it. It's it, you know I'm here to change the world, yeah. uh, and make it easy to be healthy and to pre- protect our poor little environment that needs a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, not only for the environment but for the world and and for our lives and especially you know I, I feel like as a bodybuilder my life is so you know, precise that yes. when I try something, I, it's, it's very clear to me whether or not I notice it or not. Yes. And so I'm really, really interested to try this, especially, um, you know, for the pre-workout and, uh, you know, improving sleep and yeah. all the other benefits. So yeah. I really appreciate that. I Excellent. will send you my information and okay. I Terrific. appreciate you coming on and educating us and, and thank you. Thank you sharing so much. this. Yeah, 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 it's good stuff. I, I feel like I've won the lottery. I just want to share. <laughs> yeah, and you're very excited about it, which I like. So thank you so much, Catherine. Keep Thanks, on Josh, doing exactly what you're doing. Okay. Um, and thank you to everybody who's tuned in to another episode of the Struggle Strength Podcast. We will see you guys next week. 